if I said to you that positivity breeds good results and you can turn positivity into a reality, people are going to say that's a load of rubbish. Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello and welcome back to episode number 15 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast and part two with the awesome Marty Vids. I really love chatting to Marty and I couldn't wait to get back into part two after finishing part one. We had a great time recording, we had some, we had some great insights, we had some brilliant fun, some good laughs and we're going to carry that on in part two now. A couple of things we're going to talk about in today's episode is your energetic state. Uh, quite often a lot of people will get up hating Monday mornings or even going to bed on Sunday nights hating going to bed because they know Monday Monday morning is just around the corner. So we're going to talk around that and how you can flip your energetic state around so you can actually start to fall in love with Mondays and start to look forward to everything that is possible during the week rather than everything that might just go wrong. I want you to wake up on the edge of your bed feeling happy, feeling exhilarated every single day instead of waking up full of dread and full of fear of what might happen in the future. We're also going to touch on something that I've talked about before about becoming a Jedi Knight, um, which uh, sounds a bit odd at this moment, but if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out why and and how Marty actually facilitated my, my transformation into being a Jedi Knight. And talking of Marty, one fact that is a little less known to most people, um, I would say, in fact, everyone except for me and Marty, is that this podcast, when I was putting it together, when it was still in the planning phases, I spoke to Marty about the name. And it was actually Marty who came up with the 40 Fit and Fabulous name for this podcast. So everyone who's listening, you actually have Marty to thank for the title of the podcast. So with that, let's get straight back into part two, because I know I know you're probably eager just as much as I am to get listening to this. Stay behind afterwards for a couple of minutes, guys. We'll give a quick recap of the two parts with Marty Vids, and we'll also introduce the guest that's coming up in episode number 16 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. So here we go then, part two with the awesome business coach that is Marty Vids. Marty, welcome back. Great to have you back on, mate. Oh, look, it's just a pleasure to be back. It's been a long couple of days, but uh, hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Now, we touched, say it's been a long couple of days. I remember us talking at the end of the last show about energy. And one thing I want to talk about is the energetic state. Now, when I was talking before about the people that are overweight and their waistlines are growing, they're driving up and down the motorway. I believe they're in a very low energetic state. These are the types of people that are getting up on a Monday morning and hating Monday. You know that point where you go to bed on a Sunday night, and we've all been there. You, you, you're looking at Sunday night, the clock on your wall on Sunday night, you think, I don't want to go to bed, I don't want to go to bed, because you know the minute you shut your eyes, it's going to be Monday morning, and you hate Monday mornings. On the other hand, if you enjoy what you do, and you're in a healthy, fit state, and business is going well, your energetic state changes, and you can't wait to get up on Monday morning. I'm in that position at the minute where Mondays can't come around quick enough because I want to get up and see what I can do in a day and what the day holds for me, rather than like I did maybe 10 years ago, perhaps, thinking, oh my God, I've got to get up and go to work for someone else and I don't want to do it. So having that passion 
and, and that energetic state makes a huge difference to me. How do, how do you feel about that? Does it do the same for you? Oh, look, I think there's an energy and enthusiasm. And I think that's the, it can be the type of person you are as well. But uh, I always, I always carry a strong positive energy around me. And that, and that is a choice. That is a mental state. And I think that, uh, again, you make great decisions out of that. And I know that feeling. I remember being in the bank, uh, working in the bank and just being stuck in a cubicle and thinking there's more to me. And I always used to think creatively about how can I, how can I come up with an idea for another sick day? Because it was just, <laughs> it was just horrific. And I was very fortunate enough to have a few people around me that said, oh, Marty, this just doesn't seem like the space for you. So people could see my capability beyond myself. And that was really important in my 20s because I, I go, oh, I'm doing all these things that I feel like I should be doing, starting a career and doing the right thing. But there was something dying inside. And that was a really, you're right, a really low energy where you, you just get to Monday morning and go, oh, my goodness. And it even affects your weekend because you start, you're excited Friday night, Saturday's a good day. And then by the time you get to lunchtime Sunday, you're going, here we go again. And it's, uh, again, taking control of your decisions and the life that you want to live and thinking about, all right, well, what do I want? That's a really positive energy question. A lot of people don't, some people don't know. Other people are too afraid to ask that question. But ask yourself, what do you want in your relationships? What do you want in your career or your business? You know, there's no, there's no question asked that can't have a great answer to it with effort vision and creativity and execution and i think you've got to ask those questions of yourself and with that you are in a different energetic space and that's the same with your health as well and your mindset people always say how are you so happy in business that was the one thing people always called me the happy entrepreneur and i said well it's a choice i know what it's like to be miserable i just choose i, I figure there's enough of that in the world I just choose to be in a different state and I operate better looking at things in a positive way. I use lightheartedness a lot. Like I try even in really tough negotiations and it's not, you know, clown like stupidity, but it's like really timing. And I find that that lighthearted soul in being able to work through things, you get through difficult situations with a sense of ease and flow as opposed to the anger and annoyance that can happen in those types of environments. So, but that's a choice. That's a choice. And I've, I've seen history of my family and friends that they always pick out what's the bad thing that's going on in the news or, or you know, what's the bad thing that's going on in the economy. I don't look at that because I think that takes away from the energy of what you're looking to create. I don't particularly look at what competitors do because I'm too busy building what I see is going to be relevant for the future. You know, what's relevant today and what's relevant for the future. So I've never had to, had to worry about competition because I'm creating something new and a need. And, and that's, that makes you wake up on the edge of the bed because every day becomes an adventure that you just, you know what you want, but you just don't know how you're going to get there all the time. And that's that sense of adventure. I love and most people are terrified of that. Most people are stuck in their, 
you know, their habits and their way of life and are tiptoeing slowly to death, you know, even at sometimes 25 years of age and everyone's mapped out their course for them. I very much like to give people the steering wheel and, um, you know, allow them to directionalize their life. And, and that is a whole different energetic space. That is, uh, I, I can't tell you, there's a lightness to it. There's a nimbleness to it. There's an excitement and enthusiasm to it. And even if you are up against a competitor in business, if you have someone that's in that lower energy, as opposed to you being in that higher energy, it's infectious. It's yeah. like really people relate to it and they respond to it and they come away feeling better about themselves because the interaction. And that's one of my aims. I'm not dismissing capability at all because you need capability in whatever you want to do and execute. But from a fundamental foundation level, if you can bring that energy to the table, it's amazing how that builds momentum and people feel good about the experience of interacting with you. Massive, massive in life and in business. Yeah, I love it. That's amazing, amazing advice. Now, I'm going to take you off. You said about having a bit of fun. I'm going to take you off at a bit of a tangent now. Good. I'm, I'm going to talk about becoming a Jedi Knight because <laughs> we spoke about this before. And when I done, for the, for the listeners, um, I took part in your 40-40 challenge at the start of the year, which was for me was a mindfulness challenge. Now, for people who don't know what that is, it's a little bit like meditation, but it just, for me, it encompasses my entire being, how I, how I respond in all situations, how I carry myself every day. And when I got to the end of the 40-40 challenge, when I got to the end of the 40 days and I graduated from that, I said I felt like a Jedi Knight because I felt that mindfulness was like the force because it was surrounding me. It was absolutely everything to do with me, how I showed up, how I reacted with people. And I want to put a little myth to bed now that if I said to you that positivity breeds good results and you can turn positivity into a reality, people are going to say, that's a load of rubbish. Some people will. Some people believe it, yeah. some people don't. But I wholeheartedly believe that there is a direct link between my positive vibe and me thinking positively to me seeing good results and me turning that positivity into reality. And I, I know you believe the same as well, don't you? Yeah, well, I think even if you, if you take the languaging out of it, so let's say we took positivity out of it, now think about how you want to maintain your energy. Like, are you bringing kindness and compassion and creativity to a situation or are you bringing anger, frustration and annoyance? Now, that energy of the anger, frustration and annoyance is really is a really heavy energy. It's very hard to think through it. You can feel like you're in the back of a car boot with no air holes. It's, it's like it's really and a lot of people live in that space and then wonder why things go wrong. And they can't do anything but go wrong in that situation. What I find is in that, again, in that energy of going, that resourcefulness, responsiveness, being nimble, and positive positivity is a part of that. But the difference is, is you're able to manoeuvre in that energy much more quickly and effectively. That's not to say things go, you know, things don't go wrong. Things go wrong for me just like anyone else anyone else but what i found being in those two spaces two different spaces i'm able to maneuver very quickly and effectively out of a difficult circumstance so where some people might sit in that space for months on end when something goes wrong i might still 
you know, go, oh my goodness, that, that was terrible. And, and, you know, but 20 minutes, I can, I can quickly adjust because I've got control of my energy and my mind. I can quickly adjust and go, okay, what's the first step out of this situation? And that's a different level of thinking. That's a, that's a creative level of thinking. That's, you know, you can't, it's very hard to solve the problem that's occurred in that negative state. And I'm not talking woo-woo stuff here. I'm talking being responsive to a situation. And that's the, that's the difference. For some reason, you just get stuck when you're negative, you're just layering negativity upon negativity and it's almost like you're buried alive. And, and usually you need someone's support in that to drag you out of that a lot of the times. And in the worst case, it can be a lot of anxiety and depression. But if you are, if you're in this positive state and that's a choice, you know, that's a choice to how you want to show up uh, in life and at the boardroom table and in your health and everything. But that is a choice. And I made a distinct choice that that was the person who I was. I have a vibrancy of life that is underneath everything that life tried to smash out of me based on the negativity that was filtered in, in those first seven years. And I like, you know, when I look back, some of the messages I got, like I remember even from dad, he goes, you know, why have one girlfriend when you can have eight? And I just go, oh my goodness. Like at the start, I'm going, hmm, now let's consider where this Eastern European philosophy is coming from. But, but that's the thing. And I'm going, here's someone that I really like and I'm getting this feedback. And that is really horrific. And I go, but, but again, you have to then, and the good thing was it was that extreme that I go, you know what, something just doesn't feel right about this. Something just doesn't feel right. And so for me, it was about who was the person I wanted to be? How do I want to show up as a human being? And how do I ensure that when people interact with me, they're better for that? And, and look, there's a couple of things like even with, uh, you know, history of, of being, you know, smacked with an apple tree branch when I was very young for probably just being a boy. And, and I remember after one of those situations, I was in the backyard at, the, at my house and there was this bird and I threw a rock at the bird and I killed it. And in that moment, it was like I had killed myself. It was the pain. It was, it was a real spiritual torture. And I had inflicted this level of pain on someone that had been inflicted on me. And I remember making a choice, even as a seven or eight year old going, I will never do anything like that again. So there was an awareness already, I think beyond most kids at that age, to go, how am I going to show up? And the, cons the direct consequences of what had happened to me, to my behaviour, because that happened within an hour period. So I had a direct feeling of going, why did I just do that? That was beyond what I, who I am. So you can see where that could escalate to in years to come if you don't make a decision point for yourself at that point. And I thought, yeah, so that even from that young age, and then it's a balance too, because you don't want to go all woo woo and just be the positivity king and not deal with reality because that can be, that can be delusional. So you've got to come to a situation of what's the reality and how am I bringing my best self to that reality and making great choices. But I always look on the upside to go, I, I ask what could go wrong in a situation, even in business. 
but I also go, what could go right? And then I intuitively make a decision. Then energetically, I go, all right, where intuitively is the right move here? And that's a real level of trust in self to get to that point. And that's where I make the greatest decisions. If I'm too logical in that moment, then all of a sudden I can be taken off course. But my, my instinct and my intuition is really on the mark. And that's the thing that I, um, I appreciate. And now in my 40s, I, I work off that all the time because I know that just leads me into a clearer direction. And that's the best way I can explain energy, but also having a positivity around it. I see it as a forward movement instead of reflecting off negative things in the past and then bringing that into today and the future. I look at what worked well in the past, how do those things that work well apply to this situation and how can I leverage that for the future? So that's the logical shift in the, in the way I process to how I see some people process and how potentially I, maybe I did process at an earlier age. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but and bear in mind, if you do correct me, I'm going to cut it from the podcast anyway. But <laughs> we're talking a lot here about values and knowing your own values. Um, and that makes it a lot easier to make the right decision, doesn't it? Because when you get stuck in the moments, if you make the decision that is aligned with your values, if you've got good values set in the first place, ultimately your decision is going to push you in the right direction. You're going to make a good decision, aren't you? you you're right. And um, I want to challenge you because I just want to see you cut this bit out, but I won't because it's, you're absolutely <laughs> you No right. one's ever going to know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, you, you're, you're right. And I think those when you take away the logic out of values, intuitively they're there for you. And I know this is another level of understanding, but it's almost a consciousness level. You know what the right thing to do is in any situation if you're really listening. You're really listening to yourself. Listen to your intuition. You'll know how many people stay in bad relationships. How many people are in bad relationships in business partnerships and don't act on, you know, don't act on what they know. And I go, and I get it, you know, I, you know give, them, give them some space because it, I understand it. But it's like, imagine if you acted on those responses. Now, some people are maybe scared to act from that place because their intention isn't quite right. So it's like this, the, the value and structure comes in. You know, that's why people go into religion because they go, you know what, I'm shooting myself in the foot all over the place out here. I need some structure. I need some structure. And, and it's like, but the real key is for you to create your own structures and values out of your instincts and your intuitions and ask yourself, what's your intention? Is your intention to add value to people's life? Is it your intention to add value to your own life? Or is your intention to hurt or to win at all costs uh, at the expense of someone else? And I've seen, you know, the, the world champions I've talked to all have this ability to transcend competition, to just express themselves at their greatest form, to see what their capabilities are. Yes, there's still healthy competition, but it's beyond kill or be killed. And that's what I always say. Ask, what's the intention you're coming with? Bring that good energy to the table and create your own structures for how you want to live your life. And the world is like, you know, there's low hanging fruit of great experiences everywhere. And you have that opportunity to go and explore that and see what links in for you 
rather than being told that this is the course of how your life should be. And as a good person, you should be, as soon as you hear should, you know, just, just, you know, just go into a different space because there's so much of that goes on. And I can't tell you how many people, whenever I've, I've, you know, had some level of success and I've gone to do a course or something, people have wanted to claim that, you know, I want you to be a part of this because this makes this course more successful to have people like you in it. And you can feel it. You can actually feel it as opposed to really having that trust in self and co collaborating with like-minded people. And when you're collaborating, there's a flow of energy that's going both ways. And that is where magic happens. And that's where new ideas come. You know, there's, there seems to be one plus one equals three. You get two great minds together and it goes beyond the two people. And that's really interesting. That's an interesting dynamic. Um, in partnerships, there needs to be a healthy respect for each other's talents and limitations because everyone will have gaps in certain areas and strengths so how do those strengths work together and can they can you you know support each other's gaps so but it comes back to intention and respect as well so yeah. so it's um so values are really important and but your own values for your life are really important and where are they coming from has someone given it to you or have you created this value based on your experience big difference yeah and thanks for putting so much good content in there because now I can't cut that at all. Uh, but one, one thing you did say, which is another reason I can't cut it, you said the answers are there if you listen. Okay, and yes. if you quiet your mind, the answers are there. We, we all know, and let's be honest, as a nutritionist, I probably shouldn't have a job because people know what is the right foods to eat. They know that they need to get up and exercise a bit more. They know to stay away from the processed food and eat the organics. People know that they just need a little bit of guidance and a little bit of help sometimes. But one thing I was told recently was that you can get so caught up in, in running your business. And, and again, we go to the people that are, they've got a really foggy head, you know, they're just thinking about it all the time. And they're stuck in this, in this little mental box, if you like, of sticking on certain areas of the business. If you take yourself away, and I was told it was it was Easter weekend recently, go and walk your dog, go and switch off for a day, you'll get some good ideas. And and yeah, sure enough, I go out 12 hours later, I'm walking the dog, I've stayed away from the business for 12 hours, and I have a new brilliant idea. And, yeah. and I've heard that every year, most people will have three really good ideas that if actioned upon in the correct way can really make them a lot of money can can grow a business can be the new the next new product if you listen to it and that's one thing i come back to my mindfulness quiet quietening your mind is key to success and you have to allow yourself that time to switch off you think to yourself when you run a business i must work on a business i must do 18 19 hour days but that can be very very much against what you need to be doing and actually stepping away and having some time just to sit down and relax, going to sit by a lake could be more beneficial than sitting behind your laptop. Now, I don't want your listeners to think anything wrong of me in saying this, but you know, I earn now what I earned, you know, 10 years ago in 10 hours a week. Yeah. Right. So I work 10 hours a week and it's, that's, um, because of exactly what you said and what the change is for me is it's exactly what you said over the course of 10 years like I really was working hard at business like really working hard 
and I was forcing it. And I was in, in particularly in the first business, you know, it was 24 seven. I didn't, you know, when I went on holiday, I'd take my mobile phone. Yeah. It would just, it'd be nonstop and it's not sustainable. Yet when I look in hindsight, there were three moments in that 10 years that would have made all the money that all that effort and stress and, you know, just putting in all those hours. There were three ideas that would have done all that work for me. And you're absolutely right. But what I've been able to tap into now is to, to listen to that. And I become much more project based based on my interest. So, and I'll work off that intuition and it's not, it's strange. It's not about the money. It's more about, being resourceful and utilizing my time for best effect. For me, time is the most valuable commodity in the world, particularly as I'm getting older. (laughs) And then you've got a a young boy as well. And that's right now is that's something you're never going to get back. If you're sat behind your laptop 12 hours a day and and your boy's down the park, you're missing out on that. You can never get that back. So time is so precious. You're right. I get to drive him. I call it play care. Some people call it daycare, but we call it play care. So I get to drive him to that. And I get to have experiences with my son that I would never envisage that I would have had. And I wouldn't have had in my 30s. So sometimes I think it would have been great to have my son in my 30s, early 30s. And, um, you know, but then I go, I wouldn't have got the son that I got now. And I wouldn't have had the time I have now to invest in like I feel like we're almost growing up together it's like this amazing experience of uh you know like Cole my wife and Charlie and me we're like our own little tribe that just does all this cool stuff and uh, and I think I think that's the thing now now the difference is I have confidence in that approach of that mindfulness and looking for those opportunities that before I would have felt like I was earning the money, so I feel like I need to suffer because, you know, dad used to work two jobs in, you know, as a maintenance man, and then he'd go and drive an hour to work another job. So he'd be working from 7 a.m. in the morning to 2 a.m. at night. And that's, you know, that's, that's great because we had a roof over our heads and we had food, but he did it tough. And I was playing out those same behaviors because I thought, to get any sense of reward or effort. In fact, I thought because I was getting more reward than he was, I had to suffer more. So it was, it was a really slippery slope. So that awareness of, and look, doing a 10 day noble silence, Vipassana retreat when I was 34 made a massive difference to me more than I realized at the time, but just having that ability to reflect and go, Oh, how does this look? If it was easy, how does this look? in my fullest expression where I'm doing the things I love doing and I'm being rewarded for that. And my world looks very different in this day and age than it did, you know, even probably five years ago, but I have an appreciation that it can be done that way. And I can execute on that now, whereas I wouldn't have allowed myself to execute. So that, um, yeah. And I would highly recommend meditation and, and that could be walking. That could be some people go into meditative states, you know, playing tennis. You know, it, it's, it's like wherever you get into a zone of repetition, including your breath, then, you know, great things, great things can come to you. But you have to be patient as well. It's like we all, we all want to buy shares when the market is at its high. 
when really you, if you're patient, there we go. I told you it was a funny the down days. Who would have thought that a guy in his forties would still be would still be scared of monsters in the wardrobe and dangling your feet over the edge of the bed? We've we've all got little little secrets that we're a little bit scared of sharing. And I've got my own fear. I started off by saying about the superstition why this isn't episode thirteen, why it's number fourteen. So we've all got these little things in our life. But, um, that are ingrained from childhood, it, and I think it's, it's fantastic that Marty shared that in the podcast. So as you know, end of part one, I always try and bring in a question uh, from, from my own group or from people who've emailed into the podcast. But this time it comes from a conversation I've had with a couple of people recently, who've been suffering with some relationship issues. Now, the one thing I've said to them is that that they're asking me questions about the relationship. You know, they're not quite sure what the decision is they or, need to make. You know, the door has I can tell them straight away that they know the decision they need to make, to that, but they're scared. Through, they're burying their head in the sand. They know the answers. They might need me to walk further, them to so, the answer yeah. to let them yeah, find it for themselves, but now they have the answer inside them already. kind of overrun a little bit, but there's something I want to get in really quickly before we finish here. Is because they're scared um, and again, it comes down to is. your mental state. They know they have to have things, how you perceive the situation. They know they have Gratitude to ask is something I want to talk about decisions. very quickly. It's easier um, if they don't. In our business, we could all go, and we just said now, most we can get of very focused on working all are, the hours under the sun and, and looking at this end goal, just not moving but without the enjoyment, because we know there's big decisions to be made. It's very important to me to be grateful every day. I wake up every day, I always think of three things first thing in the morning that I'm grateful for that day. But if we don't, we could be stuck in a rut for years. And it could be in relationships, it could be in business, it could be anything. We remain focused on the end goal, whatever that may be. Am I moving forward? Am I going in the direction I want to go? If not, for why not? Where we are in life, you, really. you know, you ask you ask yourself these questions. Yeah, if not, why not? You ask yourself the tough questions. Well it might lead to uncomfortable conversations. It might a, lead to tough, big decisions. But if you really are. want to grow, if you I'd really like want a, to move yourself forward, relationships, it because I was business, in anything in life, I'm afraid they have to be made. You look at all the big entrepreneurs in the world, the Elon Musk, Richard Branson's. They're making big decisions in business all the time. But I was still grateful that sometimes they're selling selling parts of their business off to fund another party. Robin Peter and Paul, like it's a big decision, but in order was, for their yeah, business we to grow as a whole, they have to so, sell it, off little parts of their company every now and again to make and it try this, Mark, and it's the same in relationships. Really if you want you know, to move forward in a relationship, a you might have to have a conversation with your partner that you don't want to have. But you like, need to have it, really and you know you need to have it process. to move forward. If you do that but you're just a, a little week, scared, and, and it's so it much easier to bury your head in the sand. How do you mean for every circumstance that happens? Every circumstance that occurs, you go, I'm grateful. Because as you stand yeah, you still, everyone you around you moves on, on in business and in life. So you always need to be moving forward in the right direction at a steady pace. And like I said, to do that, it takes tough questions, uncomfortable conversations, and big decisions. So I hope you enjoyed that, guys. I hope you got a lot of information from that. And I'm sure you had a good laugh with Martin I'm sure there as well. So, so come <laughs> back. We're going to have much, much of the same again in part two in a few days' time. And that's going to be episode 15. Well. So, oh, so please come back and join us there. Well, if you get a chance, you can it. connect with me yeah, and Marty through the show notes in the podcast. Try that from a level. Please, if you have a bit of time, go on to iTunes and Stitcher. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, and I'll speak to you again in episode 15. And even in regards to when things go wrong i'm grateful for the challenge because in moments of weakness come great opportunity to learn and to be resourceful and you know as human beings we used to be the i guess the most inept 
animal on the planet, you know, compared to some animals, our skin is very vulnerable. It was like, yeah, we were the most vulnerable, but our prefrontal cortex developed and we were able to think and we became very much in, empowered. So, so it's, um, you know, be grateful for that. <laughs> be, you know, be grateful we could utilize our mind to direct us. And so the, and, and I think that energy in itself, even in challenge, really, really helps. Now you bring a lightheartedness to that situation and you're starting to tap into some really good feelings. And that is a way that you can be responsive, nimble, and achieve the things that you want to achieve. And I guarantee, and I know this sounds weird, but I would put things, I would have a sense of that gratefulness but I also wasn't afraid to put on a PowerPoint the things I wanted to experience in life, whether it was, you know, going on a first class flight just for the sake of doing it or, you know, meeting my business partner that was going to take my business to another level or, you know, going on a fantastic holiday and living, a, living in Noosa where I live now, which I think is really one of the most beautiful places in the world from what I've seen so far. So just... Um, just being able to envisage these great things, but then having the, having the ability to go out and really put the steps in place and take the actions to make those things happen. So you, there's one thing about positive thinking and visualization. There's another thing then to committing to the steps from that place of gratitude. And that accelerates the process and look, I'm sure when I'm 55 in another 10 years, I'll be saying, well, we don't need to visualize at all. You just be grateful and doors are opening all over the place and magic <laughs> happens. Or alternately, I'll crash and burn. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I go, I'm, I'm fascinated at that exploration. And I love, strangely enough, I love the wisdom that comes with getting, getting on in my life because it does open up so many doors of awareness that I didn't have, you know, even yesterday, based on what I learned on that day. So it becomes much more invigorating. And, you know, I look forward to every day differently than how I did 10 years ago. So it's, uh, yeah, it gets better, like a good wine, even though I don't drink it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're not too too far apart in age, and I, I totally agree with that. Uh, every day is, is amazing. And the gratitude of the small things rather than just the big end goal, yeah. um, because hardly then we'll probably never be grateful for anything if we're just focused on the end goal. But I'm definitely going to try what you said. Be grateful every single day for, for all the different circumstances. I think that's amazing advice. You yeah, mess- moments. Moments. Yeah. Be grateful for, for all the moments and see what that manifests for you. Because it, even under challenge, it releases, it releases a whole different chemistry. So, yeah. Yeah, enjoy. I should be trying that first thing tomorrow. Um, you messed up a little bit there. You said about your bed. You bought a base for your bed. Yeah. In part one, you said about fearing the monsters under the bed. Surely you'd have been better off keeping the bed on the floor so the monsters couldn't get under the base of the bed. I think that's a, well, that's a big error. Out, Mark, because <laughs> I figure that no monsters can survive without a base. <laughs> so, so we've squashed them and now I have a new base and uh, oh, okay. I've checked under there and it's fine. That's all good then. Right. We have overrun a little bit, but I don't care because the information there was, was fantastic and and people are going to get an abundance of good value from that. So thank you so, so much for that, Marty. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to talk to you. And I know the listeners are going to get just as much information out of that and as um, take their life forward in a much better direction now after listening to you there. 
Oh, thank you, Mark. It's been a privilege. And, you know, go out there and make it count. you got one life. Time is short, shorter than you think. Be grateful for what you have and see what you can do with your, with your abilities and uh, have fun. Yeah, let's Thanks. go and live life, eh? Absolutely. Take care, mate. I really hope that the fun of this podcast comes across. We, we had a great time recording this and I, I can pretty much guarantee that Marty will be coming back on in future episodes to share more insights because there was a lot more that we wanted to talk about. In fact, the one thing that I wanted Marty to talk about on the podcast and the reason I contacted him in the first place was to talk about something called the terror barrier. And in the end, we, we sat down and we brainstormed what we wanted to talk about and we had so much content that we wanted to talk about that... We never even got around to talking about a terror barrier. So I'm sure that's going to come up in a separate podcast again. And maybe if we start brainstorming again, maybe we'll get it pushed back even further. But I'm sure we'll have Marty back on the show um, in, a, in a future episode. But what I do get from these podcasts is there's a lot of mental strategies that can enhance your health and enhance your business. And I'm sure that's a theme that you're coming across quite a lot from these podcasts. And not just mine, but a lot of coaches nowadays as well are, are championing the the benefit of mental health and mental strength training as well, um, both personally and in business worlds. And Marty is a great example of how just shifting your energetic state, shifting your mental strategies a little bit can really enhance your business and therefore enhance your life. And as he said, he has a great life. He, he brings up his kid. He feels like he's growing up with his kid at the minute and he works just 10 hours a week. So he sacrificed a certain amount of money, but he's got to a comfortable level where he knows he can work 10 hours a week, have a great life, and time, as he says, is our most precious resource. So why not spend it with the people that mean the most to you instead of sitting behind a laptop and sitting in a, sitting in a business office all day, every day. So coming up in episode 16, we're going to switch from the mental state a little bit. We're going to start to look at the food side of things, the nutrition, more importantly, the benefits of organic food. And I'm going to be talking to an amazing local coach called Catherine Knights, the creator of the Edible Garden. She's very much into growing her own food. And also, I say we're coming away from mental health, we're not coming away from it totally because we are going to look a lot at the link between good organic produce and your mental health as well. So there's a bit of a crossover between the two episodes, but Catherine's a wonderful coach, wonderful person, and you're really going to get a lot of insights into the benefits of organic food and just growing your own fresh produce. There's certain ways of looking at it that you wouldn't have probably heard of before and probably not not seen before and Catherine is going to share all her knowledge with us in the next two parts so I really look forward to that if you can guys please head over to iTunes and Stitcher please subscribe rate and review the podcast it really helps it really really does it's not just something I say at the end of every podcast it really does help and my guests love to know that they're providing good value as well other than that enjoy a few days break guys and I'll be back with the awesome Catherine Knights in the next episode of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast Take care and be happy.